Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse with hundred hand slaps and yoga fire till, till it's tender and delicious. My name is Jeff, my partner John is here with me, and this week we review the 1993 White Wolf release of Street Fighter, the storytelling game. It's all the thrills of playing Street Fighter without any of the fast pace or fun that that would normally entail. I put a quarter on the mic, so we've got next. And welcome back. Oh yeah, it's time to get my Street Fighter on. I uh, hit record right as John was yawning, so he's going to sound like Wolfman Jack for a couple of minutes. Oh yeah! <laughs> Alright, uh, how are you this week, John? Doing just fine. I am so glad that we picked this. We picked this pot, this uh, game to review because there's a really, really funny uh, something awful thing about this. And there, what the fuck D&D, there's a... Uh... Just a lot of the art in this. Yeah. Even if you don't want to check out the game because you're interested in the game, check out the art in this book. It is a delight. Actually, any of these books, the uh, the White Wolf storytelling game, Street Fighter, any of its splat books is going to be a load of amazing art of people whose legs are longer than their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, we'll talk about that later. I don't want to get too deep into the art because it's been done. It's that, That's, that's well-tread ground. Instead... Let's talk about what we have on our hands here. This is Street Fighter, the it storytelling is. game. It came out in 1993, so that means a couple things. First, this is Old White Wolf. Yeah, this came out right after, I mean, you've got Vampire and Werewolf, but this is before you got Wraith, Changeling, Mage, any of the other properties they did. So this is really one of the very early White Wolf properties. Mm-hmm. And it shows, because it isn't quite in the mold of all the other White Wolf properties. There's there's a, a, a unique combat system. There's a couple other things that, by the point White Wolf had it as a machine, they were they were rolling out a bunch of identical games. It was like, well, what's a Frankenstein? Oh, well, it's exactly like a werewolf, except uh, its charms are slightly different. Yeah, so, you know, in this one you actually have some differential things from other White Wolf games, whereas in a normal White Wolf game it's just... Here's our storyteller system. Let's cram whatever the idea is into that. Here they were still sort of young. So yeah. they were able to just kind of go, well, we've got this storyteller system and it kind of follows sure. that. But Here's yeah. a hex combat grid, I guess. Yeah, why, why not? not? Yeah, they hadn't quite hit the formula yet of taking a classic universal movie monster, uh, make it about 90s urban street gangs, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, cut and print. So uh, instead, you've got '90s urban street gangs that uh, punch each other. Fuck yeah, they do. It's uh, it's it's real fun. So the other thing it means is that because it came out in 1993, chronologically in Street Fighter years, that means pre movie, yeah, pre first movie. Uh, it also means it came out immediately after Super Street Fighter 2, but before Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which is super important. It's uh, it, it's why the game does not contain the character Akuma, who was introduced as a secret character in Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. But in regular Super Street Fighter 2, you instead got the four new challengers. Which were all awful. <laughs> Cammy, Phalong, DJ, and T-Hawk are all up in this game. And I, I, I like I like Phalong. I'm, I'm going to go... He's, I mean, well, yeah, he's a Bruce Lee, but whatever, he's fun. Phalong is probably 
the least offensive of the new four, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely... He's just, I'm I'm <laughs> still, you know, stereotype Asian Kung Fu man, but at least it's not T-Hawk. Even though the last book that I can find for this game came out in 1995, they still hadn't gotten around to adding Akuma to it. I, I guess... Maybe it's like a like like a prime directive thing where they had a specific license and that's the license they had. They were, you're allowed all these old games. You can mention, for example, Mike the boxer from Street Fighter One, but uh, but no Akuma, <laughs> no one's from Street Fighter Alpha, which um, won't come out for another two years. So you know, carry on. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, anyway, you can probably tell I'm a bit of a Street Fighter fanboy. This is the actual video games are my wheelhouse. I, I love Street Fighter. I've been playing it for years. I know all the characters in every game. I don't give a fuck about Street Fighter, the video game, <laughs> basically at all. I had the original Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo, and that is the extent of my give a fuck about Street Fighter. I have a copy for the of the original Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo in my hands. Yeah. Because uh, I love it, and... I, <laughs> Sometimes I like to make out with it tenderly. Just a little bit. Just just a little. Just just a, around the rim. <laughs> it doesn't like a finger in there. Oh, man. It's bad like, for it. You know, with all those old cartridges, they like a good blowjob, oh, if you will. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. That's the height of ribaldry. <laughs> How droll. <laughs> Very good. So, um, okay. This is a standard storytelling game in terms of building your character. You get uh, dots in three kind of subgroups of stats. Uh, they're your physical, mental, and social. Yep, yep. It's, it's the same. If We already talked about Exalted, so a lot of this is very uh, old old ground for us. You've got uh, strength, dexterity, and uh, what is it? Stamina. Stamina. And then you've got uh, it, manipulation, intelligence, and perception, and yeah. Yeah, whatever. Manipulation, charisma, and appearance ah, are your socials. Yeah, that's right. And then intelligence, perception, and wits. Wits. Make your last one. And uh, like, you know, all the White Wolf games, you picked one to be your dominant stat, so you get more points for one of them, and then your secondary, and then your tertiary. So, uh, same here. The skill system in this one, however, is slightly different. They, uh, like old school White Wolf, split the uh, the different skills you can have up also into three things like they did with your stats. Yeah. So you have your uh, knowledges and... Uh, it's like talents and technicals or something. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Uh, uh, we, could, we could look it up right now, but that's bad podcasting. Let's, let's just assume that for the most part, it's got a roughly the same number of skills as any other White Wolf and game. And sort of grouped into like, here's... Book learning, here's stuff that's more technical, and here's things that you would learn on the street. Yeah. And then you pick again which section of skills you're best at, second and third. Yeah. And then you use uh, points that you have during character creation to purchase both of those, and then also other things. Uh, your yeah. honor and glory, additional health, your moves. Yeah, well, let's, let's go ahead and go... Okay, you've got your basic uh, stats and skills. This is exactly old school White Wolf. Nothing different. Uh, you've got willpower, basically the same as old school White Wolf as well. And then you start adding in a few new stats. You've got <laughs> Chi. Chi is basically a different... Key. No, it's Chi. <laughs> Alright, it's Chi yeah. then. Yeah, it's Chi. Fine. I get some Chi-zits. Fine, I'll call it Chi, although I'm doing it under duress, it's key. No, not nah, man. What is... <laughs> Do I look Asian to you? You don't know. <laughs> Uh, carry on. Uh, so yeah, uh, the it's basically willpower. It's just 
fuels different things, so willpower is more like, A, you spend a willpower point and get slightly better at normal stuff, and then if you spend chi on something, it's mostly fueling your ridiculous super abilities, so like fireballs and dragon punches and whatnot. Yeah, all of your character's super moves cost chi. Yeah. It's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. Uh, so, and, and all the super moves that you would remember are in there. There's a whole section of moves that you're going to be buying from. But, uh, also backgrounds, just like all other, any other White Wolf game, there are a number of backgrounds you can purchase. And most of them will be sort of familiar. You've got your resources, allies, contacts, all that you yeah. see in Men- every White Wolf game. Mentor, pet, the, all, all these things that in this game are a lot less useful. You're not allowed to have your pet help you in a street fight or street fight. No. And so. Well, it wouldn't be honorable if you were fighting a dude one on one in a ring and then a fucking panther jumped on him. Yeah, absolutely. You have to wait until you get to those Marvel versus Capcom games before you're allowed to bring in your random animals and yeah. So, uh, but, but they're still there. You still have all these backgrounds because, of course, this is an adventure game. And so you can take Cammy and Blanca and go off on, like, busting up drug dealer rings or something. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the game sort of assumes that, yeah, you'll, you'll probably do a few tournaments. You'll do that. But it, it it assumes you're probably gonna be spending most of your time, like, Stopping the Shadaloo organization from yeah. doing things. And, and doing it in the way that Street Fighter characters would do it, which is with a lot of punching. Oh, yeah. Uh, the game intentionally and and, and uh, noticeably downplays uh, guns. It actually has a little section in the book about how guns shouldn't be very important in this game because it's Street Fighter. So uh, they, they are slow, hard to use. Uh, Street Fighters themselves would never use them. Yeah, no. it's They wanted to make it very much so that when you made a character that's like, Yeah, man... I know Shotokan Karate, and I'm gonna go kick this motherfucker in his head. And if that guy went, I have a gun, you can go, well, I'm dead then. Yeah, so, so they intentionally made guns kind of harmless, which is fine. They're, they're just enough of a punch that if you see someone unsling a rocket launcher or something that, you know, to dive behind a window. Yeah, no, there, it's, basically the, the projectiles, guns, whatnot are, more damaging, but they're not very good to use. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to mention about the skills, abilities, and uh, backgrounds is that there are a few very specific street fightery things in there, and a lot of the time they seem kind of dumb to me, and well, that's, I kind of want to talk about them, because I like talking about things that I think are dumb. Uh, <laughs> so, first of all, one of the knowledge skills you can have is arenas. Yeah. You can have a knowledge of all the places in the world where street fighters go to fight. Now, uh, let let me just... Say, there is a section, before you even get into any of the crunch, where it starts talking about all of the arenas that exist in the world, and it is gorgeous. It's beautiful because you know them, because you probably remember their stage music. Yeah, it is all just like, yeah, you know, uh, Chun-Li's got her arena, it's some fucking street in China. Really? That's your arena is a street in China where people are, like, selling chickens? Yeah, you can tell because the same guy goes by with the same basket of fish on the same bike every 30 seconds. Also, if you go into any street and it doesn't immediately go do 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 then you know you're not in Chun-Li's street. So, yeah, no, all of them are very much just trying as, and this is the theme of the whole game, trying as hard as they can to shove as much 
video game stuff into the actual world as humanly possible. They really, really, really want to use their license. Oh yeah. No, they were like, we managed to get a hold of the Street Fighter license. This is fucking like 93, 94, so it's huge right now. Yeah. We need to use as much of it as possible. So every fifth page in every book, because I've read the Splat books too, is a picture of all eight of the World Warriors, or twelve of the World Warriors, in about a third of those pictures, because... They have a lot of the old stuff from older Trapper Keeper binder covers. <laughs> uh, so occasionally you'll get pictures that include the, the four new challenges, but mostly you get your Guile, Ryu, Ken, you know, the original eight. Yeah. Uh, it, just all over the place. So you can have a knowledge skill in arenas where you know about the various fighting arenas of the world. So you know about Chun-Li Street or uh, which factory it is in Russia in which Zangief stands around. Or, you know, where exactly in South America that tiny little, like, fishing village is where Blanca is punching people. It's so amusing to me that they do this because I would say maybe three of the Street Fighters in the original eight, uh, out of the original game have an arena that's distinctive or memorable or that is matters to them. I'd say E-Honda yep. has a very specific bathhouse that's probably his. Yeah. So, so you can probably go to his house and fight him in his bathhouse. <laughs> Which, who doesn't want to go to yeah. a bathhouse and wrestle with a big fat guy? But, Come you on. know, past him, it's like, okay, uh, Guile's on a military base. There's a lot of those. Yeah. yeah Ryu's on the roof of a, of a Japanese house. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Ken's on a dock. Yeah, he's just next to a boat somewhere. Yeah, but these are all arenas in the game, and you can have extensive knowledge of all of them and more. Oh, yeah. But this is this is one of the things I like about the arena system is all it is is extensive knowledge of arenas, and it's a one-to-five dot system, so you get to roll, just like with any other White Wolf game, you get to roll your intelligence plus arenas to uh, see how many successes you get to know something about an arena. Um, the very next skill is investigation. And it's just learn whatever you want about anything. <laughs> so you can take a skill in knowing all about arenas, or you can take a skill in knowing about everything, a subset of which is arenas. Yeah. So it's just useless. They put it in there because it's Street Fighter and they need to give them something that Street Fighters need to know. Yeah, it... <laughs> It's sort of sad that they're like, yeah, and you've got arena knowledge, and maybe you'll know if this particular arena gives whatever character an advantage. They like, tried so hard to give the advantages, and, and it's funny because they didn't give the one advantage that any arena in the original Street Fighter game has. Uh, they, they mentioned, for example, that a wrestler might have an arena with a low ceiling so that people can't jump away from him, even though the one wrestler in Street Fighter loves to jump up in the air with you. Uh, uh. It's like his one move. Yeah. Uh, so, but they don't mention, say, for example, that the arena has a big fence in the middle of it that a Spanish ninja can climb around on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, kind of, kind of unfortunate with that. Yeah, and, and then... And, and then again in the ba in the background dot section for resources, you can have an arena. Hell yeah, you can. This is one of my favorite things about this book. The background dot section. We've talked about the background dots in Exalted games or White Wolf games before, and how they stretch from one being kind of not that useful, but it's something, to five being it's too good for you to have, so it's terrible. Yeah. Now that's true here too. But what's great about this one is that the one dots are the worst one dots I've ever seen. Oh yeah, no, the like. Okay, they've got one for pet. And normally a one dot pet would be like, you've got something, like maybe you've got a German Shepherd or some sort of dog that would be useful, but he's not particularly amazing. This is like, you have a house cat. You have a house cat. You invested XP in background resources, which you will never get back and which you can never purchase again, in having a nondescript, 
unimportant house cat. Yeah, and which you could also go dot, buy for twenty five dollars. Yeah, no, because it's one dot. It also doesn't give a fuck what you say to it. It's not like I can have this house cat go spy for me. No, you have a fucking house cat. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's what you got. So, uh, and then they keep doing that. If you have uh, a one dot score in arena to have your very own arena, uh, you have a garage. Yeah, that's what it is. It says you have a garage or a barn. You, may- <laughs> you are a Backyard wrestler at that point. I feel like any character who doesn't put points in arena also has a garage you could fight in. <laughs> or, you know, given the amount of arenas that they reference, I'm pretty sure I could go out into the street and fight yeah. as a street fighter. Yeah, you just get some stage music and put it in. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things that are specifically referencing the Street Fighter universe. And of course, the five dot on that being, you have the most ridiculous, amazing thing that even the World Warriors would fight at if they'd only return your calls. They won't call you back. Your arena that you spent five of your resource points in is useless. And the other one that's wonderful like that is they have a manager system for this. Now, Mm -hmm. you're a a Street Fighter, and like any professional fighter, you're going to have a manager. That manager is... Basically, you're Don King. He's the guy that is going to find you fights. He's your promoter. And so uh, you're going to have him, like, normally, but you can spend background dots or maybe someone can play as the manager. It's sort of a weird system. So if you get one dot in manager, then you've got a guy who sucks. Like, he's just awful and actively detrimental to your career. He will make you fight guys that are way higher rank than you, that will beat the crap out of you, you're not going to get into the good venues, all of that. But if you go up to five, it's also, you're going to get a guy who's amazing, he'll fly you all over the world, all expenses paid, you're going to get good fights at good venues, but if you have a losing streak, he'll dump you like a sack of hammers. He's just like... Oh, you're not good enough for me because I'm amazing. So fuck you. Your bonus points don't do anything. Yeah, I do like in the in the mentor system because every exalted or sorry, I keep saying exalted, but every White Wolf game has a mentor system. Yeah, where you can have a guy who kind of trains you, and in most of them, <laughs> it's not a very useful character. Maybe he reduces some of your training times. But, yeah, but for the most part, what he's doing is he's just sort of a guy you can go to for some brief guidance. And there's always been a problem with the mentor dots in the background system, which is that one dot is a guy who doesn't know very much, three dot is a useful guy, five dot is a crazy Chinese man on the top of a mountain who you can make a three-month trek out to see him, but he's just going to give you a riddle about the shape of your hand. <laughs> he's, it's not a useful tool. In this game, they actually give you the option. So the sensei thing is for one dot, you can have a local sensei who owns a dojo and can teach you some tricks. Or you can have an enigmatic dojo or sensei who lives in some some other country and teaches you something extra crazy, but you have to go see him. And it just keeps going like that up to five dots. Till where five dots is like, okay, you can either have the best dojo in the United States, uh, the sensei from that one trains you, or your trainer is a ghost who only shows up in the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> and the actually training in this does more than it normally does. Because like we said, you know, normally having a mentor might be shaved down some training times or whatever in this you can't learn a maneuver unless you've got someone that already knows it to teach it to you so if you want to learn how to fireball then you need someone that knows how to fireball so you're like i want to make a character that's basically a ryu or a ken clone because i think that's super awesome so i want a hadouken all right well you need a guy who knows how to hadouken 
So if you spent background points on a mentor, you can actually have a guy that knows that, and that's great. Otherwise, it's pretty much up to the storyteller if he wants to go, uh, alright, well, I guess you have to go on some journey and find a dude who's over here and he wants you to do a thing for him, so it lets you kind of bypass some bullshit. And, and they aren't kidding about this. For example, I want to talk a little bit about Blanca. <laughs> uh, if I may. Go right ahead. Thank you. Blanca is a kind of green wild man yep. from the very first Street Fighter 2. Um, not from the very first Street Fighter, just from Street Fighter 2. And uh, he is the South American entry in the original World Warrior Tournament. Uh, he has long orange hair. He's green. He kind of howls and yips and stuff. He doesn't seem to speak any languages. Yeah, and he uh, he does flippy things that defy gravity, and he can deliver electric shocks. And there you go. That's his power. Um, now, in this game, you'd think that maybe he'd be like feral combat or something, but he's not, because this game is very stereotypical, and so he uses the only martial art from South America that anyone has ever heard of, capoeira. Oh yeah, and they—it's not that they changed his fighting style. They don't, he doesn't dance around. They just said whatever fucking Blanca does. That's capoeira. Yeah, because they were just like, I guess that's what you've got. It's the only thing I know of that fits with South America. So fuck it. That's so, what you're doing. So there's ten martial arts that you can choose from in this game, and they boil down to the martial arts that any good guy Street Fighter character would use. Yeah, they don't let you get any of the bad guy things you can't do like you can get uh american kickboxing but you can't do muay thai i know because that's too sagat. evil yeah <laughs> muay thai kickboxing is far too evil for you only oh, sagat yeah. knows that stuff and uh they do have boxing mentioned near the very end regular boxing because i guess even though balrog is a bad guy in the game he's just a boxer i mean boxing's kind of common <laughs> so that's mentioned but but for the most part, the martial arts in this game are the martial arts that you would recognize coming out of Ryu and Ken and Zangief and Blanca and Chun-Li and Dalsim and Kami and Fei Long yeah. and so on. Uh, so what that means is that this game is an incredibly good engine for building the original Street Fighter characters and not much else. We talked earlier about finding a guru to teach you Hadoukens. Well, hopefully you're using Ryu and Ken's martial art because that's how you <laughs> learn to throw Hadoukens. Uh, yeah, the, the game also... <sighs> In addition to the fact that Blanca just randomly is doing capoeira, they also have a lot of really kind of racist shit in here that's... Yeah, more than a little bit. Because anytime they want to talk about, like, maybe you're making your own guy, or maybe you're playing one of these Street Fighters, because Street Fighter in general was already, take a country... Pick whatever the most ridiculous stereotype about that country is. Make a guy who is that stereotype, that Street Fighter. Yeah, and then when they make their own characters in the Street Fighter universe from the Splat books, it's take a character, move them to some other country for some reason, then make them pick up that country's stereotypes. Because it's not racist if the, the, fat, the fat sumo guy is from West Texas. Yeah, but now the West <laughs> Texas guy is super fat because he's from Texas and he's an American and eats a lot of cow. They're it's, horse. You know, it's horse. It's horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, um, oh, oh, and one of my favorite things is when they talk about the, the places in the world that World Warriors come from, and they mention <laughs> South America, and then they go into how there's one village that's got a street fighting arena in it, even though it's just a street. Yeah. And then it goes, Australia. 
There hasn't been a world warrior from Australia as of yet, but it is rumored that a man from Australia has learned to kick from kangaroos and, and has learned a- shamanic magic yeah. from aborigines. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, what do we know about Australia? Aborigines and kangaroos? There you go, it's 100%. What, that's what he's got. Someone built that for us. The, you know, that you've also got the same thing from, like, Africa, where they're like, someone from the deepest Congo will surely come out as a terrifying beast, and you're like, oh my god, book, <laughs> shut the fuck up. He's only four feet tall, but he has all the powers of the elephants. <laughs> Just, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> the, whenever the book tries to emulate the game as well for, like, alright, we didn't actually have something for this, let's make it up. They are following the formula of the game, but the formula of the game is really kind of offensive. I, I love some of the Splat books have name that, that, that basically all the Splat books are just, here's a bunch more characters. They just, because that's yeah. easy and cheap. So they just make a bunch of characters, draw one shitty picture of each of them and put them in there. It's like reading a Palladium Heroes Unlimited source book, really. <laughs> um, the funny thing is that none of them really make sense as Street Fighter characters. Like, you know, if you have to pick between, well, let's see, who should I play as? Should I play as Ryu or Ken or Eric the Red So Fine? Oh, man. I would play Eric the Red so fine. He's so fine, he blows my mind. Again, this is just a guy wearing what looks like, I don't know, carpet samples and and a a shower curtain. And and his name is Eric the Red so fine. Oh, yeah. You know what? I was alive in 1993. That was not a thing. No one was named that. No one ever would be. You don't know, man. Also, there's a guy in that same book. I think he's in one of the bad guy teams whose only thing, he's called like... Jimmy the Flailer or something. He's a boxer, and the only thing that's different about him is that he wasn't a very good boxer, so he turned to steroids. Oh. Now, steroids turned his skin light green and caused him to erupt in decorative squash. That's what it did. He's <laughs> he's covered in miniature pumpkins, which are erupting from his skin, and, oh. and he's gone crazy and turned light green because I guess he used, like, crazy cartoon steroids. Oh, yeah, well... The, it's I mean, the 90s it's, and they have a message to get across. It's, well, it's the same thing with, like, Blanca can't just be... He's oh, some God. wild man. Blanca has a backstory oh, now. The backstory for Blanca is amazing. Now, there is actually a black backstory for Blanca. He's a kid named Jimmy. He fell out of an airplane. He lands in a jungle. Uh, and then <laughs> he... Flash forward 20 years, he's a green beast that has green, electric powers. He's a green beast and we don't need to ask any more questions. For a while there, when the first game came out, people thought he was Guile's old military partner that had gone feral in the woods. <laughs> and if you uh, watch the movie, says that Street Fighter movie, he yeah. is Charlie. Yeah, it turns him into Charlie. Uh, well, in this, it's, we're, we're sticking with the original Jimmy storyline. So he's Jimmy, falls out of an airplane. I'm gonna like run through you this. do. I'm gonna run through this. Falls out of his na- an airplane that he was riding with his mom. That's mentioned. Uh, lands in the woods in South America in the jungle, and he is raised by spider monkeys. Yep. Now, they don't teach him to fight. Instead, they just bite him. And then he gets crazy monkey virus, which gives him green skin, orange hair, and causes him to randomly suffer electric shocks. Okay, great. He's Blanca. Done. Right, that's perfect. He's a feral guy raised by monkeys, and he shocks. Oh, no, he can't control the shocks. They hurt. So instead, he goes swimming one day with electric eels because he is a man of the woods, and the electric eels teach him to control his shocks. Okay, great, perfect, fine. He fell out of the woods, he got monkey poison. Monkey poison made him green, electric eels taught him to shock things, done. We're good, we have Blanca. No, 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 he still doesn't know capoeira. Instead, a capoeira master who had been working for a South American drug cartel escapes from the cartel, escapes into the woods and is starving when Blanca finds him. In exchange for food and shelter, he teaches Blanca the ancient arts of capoeira. 
Okay, great. Are we done? He's a, he's a capoeira, monkey bite, electric eel, airplane falling, green guy. Uh, no, no. Now, now you need to know why he's a world warrior. It's, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. It's too much. No, every, <laughs> every single character has an actual background to it, but... You can tell that they just had no idea what to do with Blanca. And the problem was, a lot of this book I like because it doesn't try to be, let's make Street Fighter into a, well, what if people were doing this in the real world? I know, which is very true of the other games. They, they're, they're vampires are like, well, how would vampires interact with Carl's Jr. and so yeah. on? But, but this is very much like, no, we're just, it's Street Fighter, and everything is there to serve Street Fighter rather than Street Fighter serving our game. Yeah. Except for Blanca, who they were like, well, we have to explain why he has all of this. Well, I think the other one is, is for me is Dulcine. Because they have Dulcim set up as kind of the Donatello of the World Warriors. He's he's smarter than any other human on Earth. Uh, he is a gentle, calm, vegetarian yoga master. And they they actually have a little side, sideboard where they talk about the skull necklace he's wearing. <laughs> where they say, it's said that the skulls are like the skulls of people from a village he burned down or was burned down in. But that can't possibly be true because he is far too pacifistic. It is likely that the skulls are fake or some manner of joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, no... No, he's a monster. <laughs> he he spits fire and stretches his arms out, and he's got creepy skulls on, and he and he uses his super intellect to headbutt things. Yeah, it's like, what do you have? Well, normally the human max for intellect is five. He has an intellect of six. He is literally smarter than anyone is actually possible of being, and what he does is hits you in the head with his own head. He grabs you by the neck and bonks you on the head a bunch of times and goes, yoga, 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 yoga. That's that's what we're talking about. He's not the Donatello of the group. He's, <laughs> he's not going to invent a special gun that gets you through the sewers faster. He's, he's, he's a crazy yoga monster. And the, the whole thing with this is it really is a, more than anything, White Wolf's superhero game. Yeah. Because it all of the world warriors and all that, you're pretty much a superhero. Even in the section where they talk about uh, you could have these abilities, these maneuvers, whatnot, but the game isn't always fighting. So, you know, there's a healing ability you can use, and maybe someone that was in a crash, you can run up and heal them. Or, you know, maybe you have to burn something down and you fireball it, or maybe you have to do whatever. Yeah, and you can, he can use his teleport to get past a locked door. Yeah, you can use mind reading, which is a thing in this yeah, for got, some reason. It's got mind reading, which again is linked into the Kabaddi martial art. Yeah. Uh, again, we were talking earlier about how fireballs are part of the Shotokan moveset. They're also part of a couple of the other movesets, because a couple other Street Fighters have fireballs. Um... The way they do the moves is they list what martial art gets it at what level of, re- of required martial art. So, for example, if you know Shotokan Karate at a 2, you can pick up a fireball. If you know Wushu martial art, which is Chun-Li's, at a 3, you can pick up a fireball. Yeah. And then it has an any category, which, which is so, yeah, Some moves are any, like, anyone can learn how to do a punch. Like, mm-hmm. great. Doesn't matter. But some of them are restricted, so you will have... Like, you can't just be like, I'm Zangief and also I throw fireballs. Yeah, you can you can learn to do energy reflection, which he does eventually learn how to like, punch fireballs back at people. So, sure, whatever. But, um, but yeah, they, they, they have a little bit of restriction. And you can learn more than one martial art. So if you want to be a Zangief who throws fireballs, you can say, well, I picked up Sanbo wrestling to four, and then I picked up Shotokan karate to two. So I'm a <laughs> Sanbo wrestler who can throw fireballs and whatever. Which, let me just go ahead, and we mentioned this at the beginning, they have... 
like the extra the chi, which is an extra willpower. You have all your backgrounds, and then of course the your maneuvers. You've got uh, whatever your fighting style is. You've got points to put into that fighting style. Mm-hmm. Now, outside of the fighting style, you've also got different categories of maneuvers, which are punch, kick, block, grab, and grab, athletics, uh, athletics, oh, and, and focus, then, and then yeah. the focus, which is basically your superpowers. Yeah. So you've got these like six different things, and each of them has a point value. So if you want to learn how to be better at kicking a dude. Then you do that Now most White Wolf games have uh, Skills that cover it So you'd have melee or brawl Or firearms In this it's covered under that So you have All of these different fighting abilities Are their own separate things So you don't just have brawl You have to do punch and kick And block and athletics And grab Yeah, And and, and And what that means is that with, you don't get any more character points than, say, for example, a starting vampire character. Would. Yeah, I think you get less. No, you get you get same basically amount. the same yeah. stat and skill and all that points, and you get. Uh, we haven't even talked about honor and glory. glory. I mentioned them briefly, but yeah. they haven't come up. Your health is another thing you purchase in this game. You don't buy ox body charms or whatever. Instead, you start with ten health, and you can purchase your way up to twenty. So the the problem is. Every White Wolf game gives you 15 bonus points. So, like, Mm -hmm. you make your character with the allotted points, and then you get 15 bonus points. The thing is, in a normal game, those 15 points would go into a couple things, maybe. Here, because you have, like, 30 different things to put points into, a starting character is kind of awful. Like, super terrible. Because think about it. If you wanted to start building yourself a Ryu, you'd start by giving him some Shotokan Karate. So you got to give him a couple points in that. But Ryu was very good at punching, so you're going to need to give him a couple points in punch to go with his Shotokan Karate, and a couple points in kick to go with his Shotokan Karate. He knows a throw or two, so he'll probably need a point in grab. Eventually, he's going to want to start doing jumpy fireballs, so he's going to need some athletics and some focus. You're going to need block you just need so block you can. Because this game doesn't have dodging and missing. Oh yeah, this game, you automatically hit a guy if you're within range, and you can do your power. Great, you hit. Right, because it's a two-dimensional plane. There's no dodging in Street Fighter. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, so so yeah, you, you need to learn block. By God, it's probably the most important thing to learn. And then, after you've got points in both of those things, in, in, in uh, Shotokan Karate, and then points in every one of those different types of p- fighting you can do, then you can finally go and say, well, I probably want to be able to throw fireballs, so I need points in Fireball, Shotokan Karate, Focus, Punch, and Athletics. And now I can throw fireballs. Yeah, and the problem is... Getting a fireball, you need at least, I think, three points in the Shotokan Karate. So you've got to put extra points into that to be able to get to it, to afford mm-hmm. it. There's there's a lot of gating mechanics in this. Like, way more than you'd expect. And so it's one of those things where I can't imagine a starting character being even remotely useful. And it gives uh, stats for the World Warriors. You've got... A write-up on the stats for Blanca, Ryu, Ken, all that. And they are ridiculous. They've got points all over the place. And I'm like, this has got to be a guy that's like several hundred XP in a game that gives you like three XP a session. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about how powerful the World Warriors are actually supposed to be. Oh, the other thing, like we was mentioning earlier, there are ten martial arts in the game because there are twelve World Warriors that you can play as, the good guys. So you've got Shotokan Karate to cover Ryu and Ken. You've got uh, Sanbo to cover Zangief and so on. Uh, I, 
they kind of ran out of martial arts. Like they, we already <laughs> talked about a bunch about Blanca and Capoeira and how that doesn't make any sense. But a, lot, a couple of other characters, they just were like, well, where are they from? Well, then they just use martial arts from there. Oh, okay, well, what's, what's Vega, for example? Well, he's a ninja from Spain. Well, that's stupid. What's his martial art? Spanish ninjutsu. Yeah. What about T-Hawk? Well, he's a giant wrestler who's an Indian. What's his, what's his uh, martial art? Native American wrestling. Yeah, no, and not even, like, some specific tribe. Just, you know, how those Native Americans wrestle. Yeah. He does that. He's a Native American wrestler, and now you can be, too. And what does that mean? Do you, do you have a different fighting style? No, you have T-Hawks. You can jump in the air and stick your arms out at your sides and fly down at a 45-degree angle at your opponent. Or you can grab them and do that giant windmill throw. And you have to keep your hands out flat and kind of rotate them in weird little <laughs> egg beater cycles because that's what his stance was. There you go. Native American wrestling. Yeah, the... Uh, so the game is very strange in that aspect that if you are making a guy... Your guy's gonna be bad. And he's gonna be a bad version of one of the Street Fighters you know. So you'll be like, alright, I'm gonna make a character, and he knows Sonic Booms, and he knows Flash Kicks. Okay, he sucks at them. He uh, is just awful. He, he doesn't he doesn't know how to do them. Uh, I also have an arena. Okay, fine, it's at a local airport. Instead of a cool F-16 behind <laughs> it, there's the broken down remnants of a Cessna no one can afford to put fuel in. Yay! Yay. I'm glad I'm playing as Giel. <laughs> I can't afford Guile. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's wonderful. So, you know, I would I would probably suggest to anyone that was playing this, you'd sit down and go, all right, make a character. And then everyone gets, like, 50 XP, because yeah. otherwise, what the fuck? And this is a game where you really want to open it up to the splat books, because otherwise everyone's just going to make World Warriors, because that's your only option. And not even all of them. Some, like we were saying earlier, some of the martial arts are too evil. <laughs> so, did you want to learn Muay Thai, which is Sagat's uh, kind of Thai kickboxing? No, that's 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 an evil martial art. Now I'm okay with that for Bison with his lurd drit style of made up martial art. That's you know where he's all psychic and yeah, flying at yeah, you. Yeah, he turns himself into a blue torpedo. That's that's probably evil. Um, <laughs> if, if I learned anything from Raul Julia, it's fuck anteaters, and, <laughs> and second, his martial art's very dangerous. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's fine. But stopping players from learning Spanish ninjutsu, which is stupid, and <laughs> Muay Thai is double stupid. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but in the in the main book, you've got those styles, and you can do a little um, different. There are a few of the special maneuvers that they, they even any. just made up. So, like, there's one that's an ice blast thing. Oh, yeah, because because someone at that point had seen Mortal Kombat. So, yeah. so uh, in addition to Street Fighter's Fireballs, they threw in Sub-Zero's Ice Ball. And they pretty much just put in there, they're like, no one actually knows who the fuck would do this. So even though they put it in there as something that you could do, if you wanted to have it, you should either have a really high mentor stat or just start the game with it. Because otherwise, if you go, I want someone to teach me how to do an ice blast. He's like, sorry, that, that doesn't exist. No one knows how to do that. Yeah, you have to go to the other game with fatalities. Yeah, man, you go <laughs> walk up to fucking Sub-Zero and he's like, I'm like a dead guy or something. I don't know my oh, background. No, no. He's, he's an alive guy. Oh, yeah, no, Scorpion's the dead Scorpion's guy. Scorpion's the dead guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, okay. So you have to choose from these ten martial arts that the World Warriors have. If you start getting into the splat books, they add more stuff. They start adding uh, jujitsu and Aikido and all the other kind of martial arts you may have heard of. They also add cybernetics uh, and elemental powers and psychic which is Fighters. super, super important because some of the art in this, going back to that, there is a picture of, like, T-Hawk fighting a cybernetic anthropomorphic crocodile. Yeah. Which, holy shit, 
Why would you not play that if you could? You need to get one of the splat books, but then you can get animal hybrid and cybernetics, and you can go to town. Now, one of the things I like about all this stuff, where you've got flame powers and you're part lizard and all, so on, is that there's a section in the book about how the Street Fighters interact with weapons. Yeah, they this, don't. This ties into the, the, honor, and and glory. the honor and glory. Yeah. Street Fighters don't use weapons. They just don't. Unless they don't care about their honor stat, which, you know, like Vega, for example, does not care about his honor stat. He's a Spanish ninja. What the fuck does he... He's prettier than you. He's already won. Um, <laughs> so he uses a claw, and that means that all the Street Fighters who were to come someday, but had not come out by the time of this, this game, uh, your Mackie, Eagle, uh, Relento, any of the other ones that used weapons, uh, you, you could play them, but they would automatically be bad guys. And uh, they... Well, there's... Or honorless dogs. There's different... Uh, tournaments you can get into and one of them is a duelist and it is specifically the one that lets you use weapons. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that's right. There's ranks in these... T- you can be a freestyle fighter or a street fighter or a duelist fighter or a traditional fighter and you have to get ranks in each one of them. Thankfully, you don't have to spend XP on this. This is things you earn by winning fights. Yeah, you... The more you win, you, your win-loss ratio essentially determines what rank you are, and you have to have X number of fights within it to be able to qualify for a higher rank. Now, if that sounds like... It doesn't really sound like a regular RPG, because you'd have to, for example, have Street Fighter fights where you fight one-on-one with some bad guy. That's because that's true. That's what this game has a lot of. Oh, yeah. A lot of tournament fights one-on-one with bad guys. One of the official supplements for this game is tournament brackets. They sold them so you could build 8 and 16 and 32-man <laughs> tournament fights and go and do those, which... Uh, you know, as much as I love this game because it's real goofy, uh, it's it, I can't imagine sitting at a table and watching another guy go through a one-on-one street fight. Um, I I almost can. Now the the big difference is a lot of the vampire white wolf games use pretty much theater of the mind. Even if you could do it, almost no ability actually cared what your specific distance was. Yeah, you just ignore any of the powers that get, that grant you extra range. Like any of the archery charms in Exalted that were like, you have triple your normal range. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in this, it is very much, it's hex-based. Yeah. You want to have guys, you need to know exactly how far you are, mm-hmm. because maneuvers have a movement quality for how far you can move. Yeah, each and one if it's a melee, Yeah, if it's yeah. a melee ability, you have to be next to the guy to use it. So, there's a lot of placement shenanigans that goes on. So at least when you're playing, it's very tactical mini type of combat. Let's get over how this how fighting would go in this game. Yeah. Let's say it real quick and easy. Uh you take your moves, you have jab, punch, fierce, short, roundhouse, all that, plus fireball, dragon kick, uh lunge to knee, a bunch of combos, whatever it is you're planning to do. You make all of those into cards. Cards. You have cards and there's a printable sheet of cards. Yep. Then, you choose which one you're going to use. You do not tell anyone. And then, when the, uh, the, the kind of turn round begins, the turn of the fight begins, you flip your card. No, no. no you I'm actually sorry. say how, what your speed is. Yeah, so your speed first. So, you take your dex plus the bonus or penalty of the speed of the maneuver you picked. You still don't tell them what the maneuver is. And you say, like, my speed is six. The other guy goes, my speed is five. The weird thing in this is... The guy with the lowest speed goes first. Mm-hmm. The lowest speed always acts, and you can begin to start your turn. At any point in time, during the slower person's turn, the faster person can go, I interrupt, and begin their turn. Mm-hmm. And this works for multiple uh, people in a combat. 
So if the slowest guy goes and then the next slowest guy interrupts him, then the next guy can interrupt him and so on. But as soon as the fastest person interrupts, no one can interrupt him. He gets to do his whole turn and then it keeps going on. Yeah. So it it can get kind of weird if you're playing with multiple people, but with two, it's sort of normal. It makes relative sense. Uh, Like, for example, if you're fighting against a Zangief-type guy, a wrestler, he's going to have a lot of powerful but slow moves. Yeah. And so he'll try to grab you, and he'll have a slow speed. He'll announce, okay, I am starting to try and grab you. And you say, well, okay, my reaction to an attempted grab... I don't have a reaction to that. I had already had a card ready. I will flip it over. It looks like I'm going to try and punch you. At which point, you punch Zangief. Okay, you automatically hit Zangief. If he, he yeah, could, he's next to you. He could abort his maneuver and attempt to block. There's an abort maneuver function that you can do. But for the purposes of simplicity, let's just say instead he just takes a punch in the face. You do some damage to Zangief. Then Zangief will continue his turn. Now, if your punch included a function that makes you get out of the way, like for example if you were jumping when you punched, or if you had a punch that, that then uh, went into a backflip, then maybe Zangief's grab would miss you, just like in Street Fighter, where he goes, and bear hugs to nothing. Okay, in this case, though, you just punched him in the face, so you're still standing there, so now he just snags you and does his attack. Yeah, and because there is no uh, roll to hit, mm-hmm. it actually does a really interesting thing, which is, in White Wolf games, normally dexterity is king. It's how you have to roll to hit things with dexterity, and as many uh, bonus successes as you get, you'd get damage... So dexterity was everything. Yeah. In this game, dexterity just means you'll have the ability to interrupt, but if a guy goes, you know what, I put all of my points into strength and stamina, and you just go, what do you do? I walk up to a dude, I will take whatever he does on the chin, and then I will roundhouse kick him in his smug fucking face. That is an actual viable strategy. Absolutely. Uh, Now, we say move back and forth by one or two because this game uses a hex grid. Yeah. Uh, it uses straight hex travel for a lot of its moves. So anytime there's a flat plane of hex, then you can move along that line. So it, you can't go through the angles of, or the uh, intersecting angles of your hex hexagon you're standing in, but you can go along flats. Which means that it's not quite two-dimensional like Street Fighter. Yeah, uh, you can still sort of get out of the way of things. It yeah. does allow you some side movement. And every maneuver in the game has a, a, a speed modifier, a damage modifier... And a move modifier. A lot of them, if it's just a punch, for example, it's pretty fast, so it might have like a plus one or plus two speed modifier, usually just zero or plus one. Uh, it'll have a damage modifier, which can range, I think the highest damage I saw in there was plus seven. Yeah, for like the super moves. It's for axe kick. Like uh, Giles, Giles Flash Axe Kick was the most powerful thing in there, which yeah. is, I guess, cause spinning pile drivers suck. I, mm. No, the, actually, the, the big, huge grabs uh, do a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like the Yoga Flame does a surprising a lar- large amount, yeah. So... And then uh, the last one is move. Now, a lot of moves, like punches, for example, have a move of zero. You don't move around. But some of the more complex maneuvers will actually have some kind of charging or backing up mechanic well, associated. Most most maneuvers actually have a move. Because yes. it'll, you don't move unless it says plus move. So, like, yeah. a punch will have plus three. Now, some of the moves have minus move. And that's that they get let you back off. Yeah. They actually let you go two squares away from your opponent as a function of this move. Uh, a good example would be Blanca has a bunch of moves that involve backflipping before he rolls forward. So, for example, if you use a, a Blanca move, you can do a couple of backflips, kick a guy behind you, and then, as the same move, launch into that torpedo rolly thing he does and hit a guy in front of you. Yeah, the... the most of the moves don't have a way to do that. Like, if some guy walks up to you and you uh, interrupt and have an attack... Then you'd be like, all right, 
it's got, say, a move of plus three. Let's say I'm just doing a standard jab. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's super fast, so I'm probably being able to interrupt him. It doesn't do a lot of damage. It's actually minus one to your damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got a move of three. So, some guy comes up to you, is like, Ah, uh, I'm going to atomic pile drive your face. And you go, uh, I'll interrupt, and I'll use my move of three to walk the fuck away from you. I jab it air and miss. You grab it air and miss, and I'm going to say that's great. It's one of the few good things about being able to interrupt if you're not a very powerful guy, is you can use that move to go, uh, <laughs> no. You're going to spend the whole game chipping. And the next turn, the big grabby guy is far away from you. Maybe he can't all the, get all the way over to you and get a, 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 a throw in, so he, you're, you now have an advantage. You can jump kick him or whatever. So it actually looks like a pretty solid system for recreating Street Fighter, uh, down to the point where it's like, well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump away from this guy, and then while I'm jumping, I will begin the motion for a fireball, and when I land, I will fireball him, and he may choose to block or jump over the fireball or slide under the fireball, and, and to the point where it's like, wait, why don't you just go play Street Fighter if all you have <laughs> is Street Fighter moves, and all you all you're doing is using them in a Street Fighter fashion? It feels like you could fix this whole, you could have this whole game resolved through a game of Street Fighter. Which would be really interesting to go like, okay, you've got your character, you've even got your moves that you can use in the world, like maybe you really want to punch a car like the game or whatever. Yeah. And you you do stuff in the game and you do that. As soon as it gets to a tournament, you just go, alright, hold on. And you go sit down in front of your fucking Nintendo and go, alright, let's do this. And then you beat up on the computer and if you win or lose, that was your win or loss. Yeah. Alright, so um, like I was saying earlier, Street Fighters don't use weapons because they'll lose honor if they use weapons. Um, however, it is perfectly fine for a Street Fighter to use a giant cybernetic claw. Oh, yeah, man. Or his alligator mouth. Or if he can spit fire from his eyes. Those are all things that are honorable. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so great. Even some of the maneuvers. There is one specific one for wrestling uh, where you pop. basically clap either side of their head and make air rush into their ears and it makes them all kind of disoriented and fucked well, it, up. It dizzies them. It's a Street Fighter dizzy. And so the game is like, people frown on this and you'll lose an honor point if you use this. And literally the next power is a flaming dragon punch. So you're like, so I can, I can just set myself on fire and uppercut a guy, but if I slap him on the side of the head, that is dishonorable. Uh, one of my favorite examples of this kind of weird in-game morality ever was from the original Rifts book. Uh, the Palladium Rifts has uh, a power in the hydrokinesis psychic abilities, which is to hurl water around. <laughs> you can telekinetically chuck water at things, and it says only an evil character would hurl boiling water at someone. This is a heinous and despicable act. The very next power in the book is just to set a guy on fire. You just point at him, and he's on fire. And his skin is burning and melting off of him, and it does a huge amount of damage, and good guys would have no qualms about this. Yeah. Boiling water, on the other hand, is terrible. Don't, That's a dick move. Don't do that. It, it, it's funny, because if you're going to put a bunch of moralizing in your game, you've got to keep doing it. You have to stay consistent. Evil characters would not do this. Good characters would not do this. You can't have a one weird boner for how dangerous hot water is, and then never mention it again. Yeah, and I think the... Specifically, the air slap on the side of the head is the only maneuver that it's like, this is dishonorable, why would you do that? Again, this game has a power in one of the splat books where you can just set a guy on fire. (laughs) It's got combustion where you can just be like, you, you're on fire. Oh, well, that sucks. I I wish you hadn't done that. That's going to make me disoriented, also on fire. (laughs) Well, that should cut some of your honor away. Oh, no, 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 this isn't a weapon. My body is merely made of fire. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. So, there's a lot of weird moralizing. Also, because it's a White Wolf game from the 90s, there's a lot of reminders that this isn't real. Oh, yeah. No, of course it has the, like, you know, we're sure you love Street Fighter, and you may get really into this game, but please don't start punching each other in the dick. And Rem- like, thanks. When you get up and leave the table, you're not Street Fighters. Only your characters are Street Fighters. <laughs> now, I want, I want to make this clear. Uh... It, in the first 40 pages of the main rulebook, there are three of those. Yeah. Three times, not on the same page, different points throughout the book. They go, remember kids, you're not a street fighter. You can't do axe kicks. Because, uh, I mean, you, I, I understand, because in the other ones are like, remember kids, you're not a vampire. And that's sort of one of those like, yes, we know we're not a mythical creature. But with street fighter, you're like, remember kids... You're not a dude who punches guys. You're like, I could be a dude who punches guys. Fuck right. you. Well, it's also because I think they were trying to go against that sort of 80s Satan backlash from role-playing games. You know how there was that satanic panic thing? And Oh, yeah. So when Vampire came out, they had to have all these things in there that were, where they were like deeply and openly condemning the concept of Satanism because otherwise they wouldn't be allowed to sell their games at Walden Books or whatever. Yeah. And, and, so, uh, and so they had to have this paragraph at the front that was like, we don't condone the occult. None of this is real. You are not a vampire. And then they just boilerplate swapped the text out. So it said, we don't condone street fighting. You are not a street fighter. You cannot charge back for two seconds and then throw a sonic boom. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's so dumb. I, 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 granted, I can see where people actually believe they're vampires. Because there's a lot of that. I've read Tumblr. There's no one who really thinks that they're probably Chun-Li. Well, okay. Well, probably, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Maybe there is, but you know what? I don't care as much. If someone if someone walks around and thinks that they're Fei Long, I'm all right with that. I, if some uh, guy comes up to me and he's like, he's like, hey man, give me your money. I will punch you from 20 feet away with my stretchy arms. I'd be like, it's cute that you think you're tall seam. <laughs> See, but, and even then, it's not even like, oh, you might think that you are this specific street fighter as much as it is. You think that it is cool to roundhouse kick your friend in the face? So, you know, two 12-year-olds are like, Yeah, this is great! And then one of them's like, I'm gonna axe kick! And they try to axe kick and then just Break flip and hit their head. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. Please, kids, don't go outside and get in street fights is one thing. I can see that if it said that, yeah. but it doesn't. It says, You're not a street fighter. <laughs> Capitalized. <laughs> Remember, kids, you aren't Ryu. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's amazing. And, and that's just a White Wolf tradition. I think the Exalt book even has, like, remember, kids, you are not an ancient prehistoric <laughs> god. <laughs> no, it's, it is just one of those, are you putting out an RPG somewhere in the early 90s? All right, I guess you have to include the disclaimer that we yeah. do not condone the occult and blah, blah, blah. Here's your weird pie into how the occult isn't real and how this is all a work of fantasy. <laughs> uh, it, I don't think we've ever found one better than the one in Haven. <laughs> City of Violence, which, <laughs> which, uh, which uh, actually has a bunch of stuff where he gets mad about it. Where he's like, if you decide that you're going to go out on the streets and start some shit, that's your fault, damn it. I'm not involved. I'm not responsible because you're a moron. All I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> oh, so, oh my uh, god. So, okay. Let's talk real briefly about our favorite and least... Actually, we got some time. So let's talk about our favorite and least favorite things about this game. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead and tell me your favorite thing about Street Fighter, the storytelling game. Oh my god, I don't even know if I can narrow this down. I I think I'm going to go with the actual fighting system. Yeah, it's I, okay. Not only do I think the, the fighting system is really interesting and unique, the whole, like, you auto-hit, there's a lot of 
uh, gamble in what maneuvers you pick, what speed you're doing, how to balance things. It's really got a nice balance of gamble and tactical. It's very involved as well. There's a lot of very interesting things you can do and interactions. But I also love it because it's in a White Wolf book. I know. Seeing it's, this... it's weird to see a game where you can hit people in a White Wolf book. <laughs> yeah, seeing this system that is so vastly different from everything else that they've done is really interesting to me as someone that played a lot of White Wolf, had a lot of White Wolf games. Seeing this book, I'm like, that's just an odd, interesting, early White Wolf artifact that this even exists. And I do like, though, at the very end of the, like, many, many page combat system explaining everything, it gives a little paragraph where they're like, but if you want to roll decks plus whatever to hit a guy, you could do that. Yeah, there's also a little section in the back of the core book that mentions how this game would interact with a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. In case you really want to <laughs> suplex some Zamitsi, let me tell you how you do that. Here's how that would work. It, it, it would work terribly. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that. It would just work terribly because the vampires have all their shit that's way overpowered. Okay, what is your least favorite thing about Street Fighter? Uh, well, my least favorite thing City about <laughs> Street Fighter is my least favorite thing about Street Fighter in general, which is that it's just awful in the terms of setting. The fact that literally everything is just like, uh, what are you? I'm from Japan. You're a sumo guy. Yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm from Texas. You're a big cowboy. I'm from anywhere. You are that stereotype. Like, just any amount of anything would be nice. Give me something. Just read the Splat books, man. That's where they take they, my, my, their new system of uh, introducing a character and making them edgy and cool by reversing a trend or something. <laughs> Every time. They're so dumb. The Splat books are so dumb. Oh, uh, the other thing I, I thought was funny in, in terms of the weird stereotyping is, again, because there's only like ten fighting styles in this and they're all very recognizable as Street Fighter things, anytime they try to give you a description in the book, it's very clear who they're referencing and what's going on. <laughs> so, for example, it says perhaps you're, you're playing as two Street Fighters and you have recently learned that there's a Shadaloo base selling drugs out of South America. And it's rumored that the base is guarded by an Indian guru who knows psychic powers. Uh, and it's like, okay, so that's not Dalsim, because you've, you've portrayed him as a good guy, but it is a Dalsim. <laughs> there is a Dalsim here. Yeah, I mean, sure, he's probably a Kabaddi master or whatever, and he's got yoga powers or something. But realistically, when you start playing this game for even a minute, you're going to be like, who's guarding this place? Uh, two Dalsims and a Honda. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, the <laughs> the fact that everything is just sort of what is this? Everything is the exact same when you boil it down. Yeah. Okay, great. It's all stereotypes within a system. Yeah. So I'm going to say my favorite thing about this book and the whole series in general is the art. Uh, <laughs> so good. It's the worst art I've ever seen. Um, I mean, granted, I, I've read some of the games that have famously bad art. I've read Fatal, so I know that you can just take pictures of your friends and then run it through that wind filter in Photoshop ten times. But this book's got a reasonable attempt at trying and then failing over and over and over again. If you ever wanted to see a picture of Cammy doing a kick at uh, a old lighthouse fisherman with a lobster claw, <laughs> or uh, no, that's my favorite thing about the art is yeah. all of the non-established characters are just like, what the 
fuck? Yeah, I like the lady in the white leotard or a unitard that is trying to punch a giant Scotsman in the belly. <laughs> that's that's a really good picture. Um, all the cybernetic people. That's that's really fun to yeah. see. Oh yeah, it, it's. It's dishonorable to use a weapon, except this lady's got a chainsaw for a hand. But it's her hand, so it's fine. Yeah, or Paco the Ice Pick Juarez, who uses, uh, I think he uses Western kickboxing, but he has arms that are bigger than he is. And uh, he also has Ice Blast, because he's the Ice Pick. Does not mention in his rules why he has the Ice Blast power, he just does. Uh, it just goes on like that. I'd say my, my least favorite thing about this book is, uh, well, I already said it. The fact that they... They only have, like, the eight fighting styles, and so it's very obvious who you're talking about every time. Nah. So whenever they introduce a new character, it's always just a worse version of a Street Fighter. They're like, they're like, oh, this is Sumotori Miyamotas. What was he? Uh, he's a worse Honda. He's not even allowed to wear Honda's pants. He has to wear bike pants. <laughs> well, why's that? Well, because he's dishonorable in the eyes of E-Honda, and if E-Honda caught him wearing his regular uh, sumo pants, he would beat him up. So instead he wears bike pants. What does he do? Oh, he has Honda moves. You know. Yeah. Honda moves. There you go. Yay. Eh. So, uh, there you go. Um, I can't recommend enough that you find a copy of this and read it, though. Oh, it is It is an amazing read. Yeah. So, uh, the other big question that we always come to at the end of these, would you play Street Fighter the storytelling game? Oh, my God. How could I not want to play this game? This, the amount that I want to put a little mini down there and start playing a fighting game on a board is a lot. I don't give a fuck about this game as a role-playing game, but as a tactics-based version of a fighting game, I think it's fucking awesome and I would love to do it. You think this would make more sense as a board game? Pretty much. Yeah, if it was Street Fighter the board game and you could put down Honda and Sagat and have them punch each other. Yeah, and then each one just had a hand of cards that you could do and play pretty much this game but without any of the RP, it would actually be a really tight, good system with a few tweaks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. I would play this. So, uh, one more thing before we get to our regular sign-offs. I would like to recommend, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast, if you've listened to this podcast and you're interested in the Street Fighter game, I can't, again, can't stress enough that you should go check out the uh, WTF D&D on Something Awful about anything having to do with Street Fighter. They did one on the Street Fighter Contender book, which is basically a splat book that is a uh, monster manual for Street Fighter, which means they use their own system to make a whole bunch of characters, and then they put a book of that out. (laughs) <laughs> Which is, as far as I can tell, the cheapest, easiest way to make a splat book. Oh yeah, you just have an intern <laughs> sit down with your rules and just churn out dudes. Yeah, it, it, that that article is the only thing that's ever gotten me in trouble at work. Because <laughs> I was laughing at it too much and I got noticed. So, by all means, go check that out at, the, at, at Something Awful. It's, it's amazing. And it put me on to finding this game and get the, getting this review happening. Uh, so, I think we're all set. You feeling good? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, if you have something you'd like to hear us review, you can always hit us up and make requests. We are open to it. We try to find games that are either out of print or long since dead or just uh, unusual relics in some way or another. We are System Mastery. You can find us on Facebook under the System Mastery name. You can also find us at SystemMastery at gmail.com, SystemMasteryPodcast.com. You could technically find us on Twitter under System Mastery, but you really won't. And uh, I think that just about wraps us up. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna be moving in a bit, so we might be a little delayed on the next podcast, but, uh, if we've got it out, then great. Our next podcast review, we try to put these out once every two weeks, and I will be moving the weekend that we would be recording the next one. Uh, I assume I'll have John down here, but I'll be making him lift furniture instead of helping me record a podcast. So, yeah, we may be a little late. We will try, though. Yeah. So, thanks very much for listening, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah.